welcome to Apocalypse, Mr. Batman. Who are you? Your new lord and master. You may call me Darkseid. Welcome to Darkseid's Couch. I'm Shay. This is James. This is Mike, and uh, this is my ADD talking, but I'm looking at the cover, and already I want to give Supergirl, like, I want to, like, Photoshop some jorts on her. Well, eventually she she tried a few different outfits. She's famous for her different outfits. No, I'm talking about, like, Steve Austin jorts. Oh, okay. Not like Daisy Dukes, just like a, a southern man's attire during the summer. See, here's a difference of culture here, is you immediately think of jorts as a, you say, Steve Austin? I think of it yeah, as, Steve Austin. Uh, I think of Kevin Smith when I think of jorts. No, those are, like, Jenko. Hmm. Like Janko, like big, like parachute, like they are big and boxy. shorts. They are big and boxy. I'm not talking but about shorts. I'm talking like you know, like jorts, like real ones, like your like your dad would wear. <laughs> did my did my father ever wear jorts? He probably did. That seems like a your dad thing. Yeah, yeah, gross. Yeah, I don't need to see Supergirl lots, in jorts then. Lots of people. Well, it's <laughs> it's just for fun, James. <laughs> That's not fun to me. That's a, bringing oh, that those not memories fun? is not she's, fun. She, she's wearing her costume, right? And I'll replace her boots with, like, cowboy boots. She'll wear cowboy boots and jorts. Right. She's talking a southern accent. Let's give Supergirl the entire uh, episode a southern accent. That's, Hi, y'all. That's one thing we could do. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a thing. Um, You know, I, I did some research, like, right before we started here because it, it dawned on me that Supergirl's hair color changes between her civilian identity and Supergirl. Right, yes. and, I, and I wasn't sure off the top of my head. Uh, I, I believe there's a wig situation going on, and I looked into it, and uh, I realized that yeah, it, it was true that that she it, she's naturally a blonde, a Kryptonian blonde. Figure that, and uh, she wears a wig in her civilian identity. But they changed this in the '80s. I was reading an article on CBR, and they changed it in the '80s because she was sick of having to change the wig, which takes. Not even a not even a thousandth of a second for her. I really don't know why it was a big deal. But she was sick of wearing the wig. So what she did is uh, she had her hair injected with like color sensitive molecules that react to the energies of a specially treated comb. Right. So All now right. her hair That's changes color when she combs it. When she combs her hair. Now, now, not at this point. This was in the 80s when this happened. At the point that we're looking at today from 1969, she just wore a wig. Uh, yeah, imagine she's trying to do Supergirl shit, and that wig keeps flying off. Well, she wouldn't wear the wig when she's Supergirl. She wears no, the wig. No, like when imagine she's like Dang. no. Sometimes like Clark Kent, like even though he's dressed as Clark Kent, will like secretly do Superman shit. Yeah. So imagine yeah. she's the same way. Oh, covertly Superman shit and Superman uh-huh. shit. Yeah. Um, what's funny about that, as this is also in the CBR article, is that 20 years earlier, uh, in in 1961, before which predates even the comic book we're looking at today, somebody had suggested the same thing. Like a fan had written in and suggested this whole thing about like a color changing, uh, comb, like a comb that would change the color of her hair. And the editor published the article and just told this guy, "Get fucked. That's a stupid idea. We'll never do it." And then they did it 20 <laughs> years later. Yeah. And that yeah. guy, he's reading comics 20 years later. What the? Oh, that's the saddest thing in the world. He's still reading those comics 20 years later. And then Jack Kirby sits next to him and he goes like, welcome to the club, kid. Yep. Takes a big stogie, puts out in his eye. And Bill Finger comes by and goes, hey, guys, want to go get some gyros? Isn't it gyros? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. What a, what a very specific uh, impression to have of Bill Finger. That yeah. He, he yeah. doesn't respect Greek food. 
or at least the pronunciation. Wait, 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 what are you talking about? He he wants to eat it. That's the most important. He's supporting this, the small business of the Jiro maker. Yeah, I bet they they really don't like when you call it a Jiro. I'm gonna pronounce it differently. Like it. Every... Yeah. Why not? You don't like Jiro's, Shay? <laughs> well, I don't. But also, it just sounds terrible. Jiro yeah. sounds like a uh, like at the beginning of a uh, the name of a Mega Man bad guy, like Jiro Man. That makes sense. Shay just learned about the Mega Man bad guys. I had to show her why Mega Man was cool. No, you don't know who Mega Man is or various uh, incarnations and bad guys and such. Nope. Well, you just you thought you thought you had some impression of him that was incorrect. What was that? Uh, that Me- Mega Man games is like my taste in music yeah. because um, of like grow- growing up with those games. I just thought it was a little robot kid with a cannon arm. That's accurate. Well, it's it's accurate, but the cool thing about it is is you you beat these other enemies that have similar abilities, and then you take their abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. That's and then you fun. fight an old man. <laughs> yeah, that's, what was it was a big thing in comic books. Sonic did the same thing. You would just Mega Man really was Mega Man. Mega Man was like a feud between two old men. Yeah, like one built one built a death bot to yeah. go assassinate his enemy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's just survival of the fittest. That's gonna be the Snyder movie version. Be, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm there for that. I'll be there for that. That's okay. I'm all right with that. We're gonna make we're gonna make Mega Man gritty and dark. It's weird that there hasn't been a Mega Man movie. There's I think like Netflix is making one now. Are they I making? Think one? They are. They, I think they. Yep. I think they're making one. Yeah. Well, might as well. Might as well. Everything should be a movie at all times. Yep. They're making Sonic Two. They are making. Yeah. So- well, that first movie was apparently okay. I haven't seen it yet. You I'll know, watch it uh, this winter. I drive up, uh, I live close to uh, Lakeshore Drive here in Chicago, and as I'm getting on Lakeshore Drive, there is a, a bus stop, and the bus stop has had a poster for the first Sonic movie up for oh. years. Yeah. For wow, that movie, that, years. That, ad, that ad revenue must have been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, still, it's still pulling it in. The rentals are still, still bringing in a few residuals. Like the Sonic DVD has kept this bus stop open. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it, it infuriates me that it's still sitting there, that the sequel is going to come out. I think they just released a poster for the sequel and like, it's still got you, the first you, one you up. Should, you should buy, you should buy mm-hmm. the sequel poster and put it up gotta, over the original. I got to do it. Put, is, Jim first, Car- or, is Jim Carrey supposed to actually look like Robotnik in the second one? Uh, you mean Dr. Eggman? Who? It's a very complicated thing. Eggman and Robotnik are the same thing. D- oh. Different iterations. Oh, is it like King thing. Koopa and Bowser? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, he did look like uh, Robotnik slash Eggman. He just wasn't super fat. Which At would the be, end of the movie, didn't he? I think in the end of the movie he did. Probably he did. Probably he did. But also it would be offensive. Put him in a big fat suit. Why? That's not cool. Why? You because, can't wear fat suits? Yeah, it's fat shaming. What about all those jokes I'm going to miss out nope. on? Nope. Nope. That's what took you- Eddie Murphy down was Norbit. Did you guys ever see uh, that Monty Python sketch where the fat guy is in the restaurant and he keeps eating till he explodes? No, that that doesn't sound very woke. I don't think you can do that. That was pretty good. I, I think I don't think you can do he, that. Oh, and and there's a guy like he's constantly throwing up. So like there's a guy with a bucket, like just trying to like <laughs> scoop up his throw mm-hmm. up into the bucket. He's continuing to eat as he's just vomiting. This doesn't sound like a Monty Python sketch. It is. It is a Monty Python sketch. I swear to God. Outside of the handful of Monty Python sketches that everybody knows, they're really ab- ab- absurd and. Uh, just oblique and they don't really uh, follow a formula 
That was my uh, that was my favorite show growing up. Was Monty Python. I think John Cleese was talking about one thing they wanted to do for Monty Python that that the the network told them they couldn't do, which was have the the volume gradually turned down over the course of the episode, so that people would think that someone was up with their TV and they'd turn it up and then just go back to full volume at the end of the episode and just blow out everybody's speakers throughout the country. That could have been Monty Python or Andy Kaufman. Yeah, yeah, Kaufman esque. Uh, we should get into this. Sure. Get this behind us. I want to get into this and then get out of this and then forget about this. Um, All right. And this, and this is our last Superman comic. This is well, for I, some... Go ahead. I, I want to address this vomiting sketch. Oh, because sure. Because technically, oh, technically, it was not in the show. It was in the movie. Uh, it, was in, it was in one of their... Mo- but the movie was all sketches. It, mm-hmm. The movie, yeah. It was The Meaning of Life. Yeah, but the meaning still, of life is just a that series. That means of that if you watch the whole show, you wouldn't have seen it. And I was sitting here no. because I've seen most of the show, and so I was. But Mr. Creosote, it looks like it's I can't the, remember. Okay, well, I just wanted to wrap that up. Mr. Creatine, are we talking about the Rock again? Is this about President Rock? Uh, when I was in my uh, mid twenties, I was taking creatine, and that shit fucking works. Yeah, well, it's got the buffest guys on the label, so. That's that's like, how I guy, I mean the guy, you, mean, you mean the guy on steroids? Yeah. <laughs> the biggest when I go to GNC, I look for the biggest fucking dude on the label, and that's what I buy. Right. Yeah. That's not misleading. No, it's not at all. Uh, none of that shit is checked by the FDA, by the way. Like none of that stuff. What's also not misleading is this comic, because it looks stupid, and guess what? It was. No, yeah. it was I liked it. <laughs> I I liked how silly it was. Well, for our last super family outing. Right. For a year, it was an issue. It, it's a fucking mess of unresolved plot points and just offensive nonsense. Yeah. Hey, I'm just glad Supergirl didn't commit a genocide this time. Yeah, we decided last <laughs> week, for reasons I'm not really sure about, we decided next year we will not look at any Superman stories or really Superman family stories. Uh, all right, I'm, all about, I'm all about random whims. Yeah, yeah, why not? Just, why not? Just, just do it. It was recorded. I couldn't edit it out, so that's what we're doing. Um, no, I, I, I how I make like irrational decisions. I force you guys to go along with right. just out of nowhere. Because I know you won't <laughs> relate. Like, right. I know if we no. don't go along with it, it's just it's just going to keep coming up. It's going to be an issue. It's probably going to be a good idea. I, I really don't know what to do with it other than to just not look at Superman for a year. But yeah, that's yep, we're just not going to. That's going to be the case. Um, this is adventure. Fuck that guy. This is Adventure Comics number three eighty seven from nineteen sixty nine. This first story is called The Wolf Girl of Stanhope. Written by E. Nelson Bridwell, art by the great Kurt Schaffenberger. 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 And not since Miss America, you guys, have I been so personally offended by a comic book. This one? Why? Because, well, we'll get into it uh, as we go through, but uh, it's incredibly misogynistic. It's incredibly misogynistic. Maybe I just didn't notice. Well, did you not notice how much of the comic is just dedicated to uh, Supergirl's personal appearance? This is a story no. about Supergirl's little-known power of super vanity and how superficial humans are in response. What? Yes. The whole moral of this all, story, the whole moral of this story is that you would rather uh, be weak than ugly. What? Yes. Yes. That is 100% what this comic says. What? All right. Yeah, we'll have to get into it. We'll we did read the same it. comic, right? Okay, so on the cover like, here. I see, I see. I guess I understand where you're coming from, but I don't know. I think you're reading right. too much into I, it. I don't, I, think, don't. I, don't, I, I don't think there's a moral at all. I thought it was really fucking obvious what their stance was. Mm. I thought the moral was just like, take whatever drugs the doctor gives you. <laughs> well, that is a good moral. Uh, get that booster. 
All right. Um, so on the cover here, we talked a little bit about, about it last time. We got Supergirl engaging uh, Lex Luthor, who is in a cage being piloted by a little boy. Right. The little boy is wearing like uh, an 80s aerobic constructor jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where he got that with a little boomerang on the front. <laughs> um, all right. And I guess that's Lex Luthor's nephew. And uh, we'll find out what that's about in the second story. I like how the, both uh, Lex Luthor and his nephew have the same crazed look on their faces. Well, yeah, well that's related. how you know they're related. Yeah. It's yeah, the main thing. All right. I wouldn't know Supergirl and Superman were related. So uh, this is another one of those media res stories where we see our problem before we see what got us there. And we see that Supergirl is having an absolute freak out because she has a gorilla face now. Uh, Shay said that uh, she didn't earlier before recording that this comic was not for girls. Uh, the ad for uh, horsies begs <laughs> to differ. <laughs> well, right, you know, nowadays, you're right. I'm wrong. Got to got to address that. You got you got bronies nowadays. So, yeah, nowadays. Was, no, no, not nowadays. Yeah. This is back when girls were in full blown ho- horse girl mode. Yeah. And you could order some prints of pictures of horsies. Did you not hear that Tom Petty song about what particular women loved? No, what's they loved that? Elvis, uh, oh, Free Fallen. Oh, oh she they did love horses. horses. That's right, horses. I gotta say, my like uh, seven-year-old niece and also big into horses. Yeah, America, Elvis, Jesus, and horses. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the Mount Rushmore of what girls liked in the sixties. And I'm free, free horses. <laughs> so yeah, Supergirl has a gorilla face or a werewolf face. We'll find out about that. As we move through the story here, um, mm-hmm. Supergirl is meeting with her friend, Dr. Sanford. You can tell she's a doctor because she has glasses on and a bun. Mm-hmm. Lab coat. A bun. See? And not she has a white lab coat. Mm-hmm. Look how non-misogynistic this is because there's a lady doctor and helping nobody, a space god. Right, and nobody draws attention to the fact that she's a woman. I just did. Well, in the comic, nobody, right, nobody because, bursts because in what, to mention how why, strange this is. Why would they? That would is, say it's strange that a woman's a doctor? Well, that that was a common thing. Look at any comic this with is, a woman doctor in the '60s, besides this, this one. This Maybe the underlying so... misogynistic thing here is that uh, the fact that they had a woman do it and it got messed up. I think, and that women I, should be in the kitchen yeah, and that men yeah. should be scientists. I I see more as this space god needed the help from the best doctor in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, arguably I don't the think best that guy. she. She kind of botches things. Yeah. No, she doesn't. Mm, I think mm. that I don't think she's the best doctor in the world. I think she was working on something and Supergirl is essentially like, yeah, okay. She like pops into the building with her super speed without the lady even knowing, scares the shit out of her. Hey, what's up, bitch? You got any weird serums I can drink? Oh, sure. Right here. Hey, so uh, there's this rock that kills me and I need a vaccine against it now. Mm-hmm. And she's, okay. she's developed, uh, so the doctor here has developed a serum that, in theory, will make uh, 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 Supergirl immune to the effects of green kryptonite. Yes. This is like the lady is like, I can't help you now, Supergirl. I'm creating a cure for all future coronaviruses that will ever exist. And once people take it, they'll be cured forever. And Supergirl goes, really? And she uses her eye laser and just obliterates mm-hmm. the workstation. She goes, now you have time to help me. Yep. All the notes are gone. All the records, the recordings, it's all gone. <laughs> uh, so she takes the serum. She collapses on the ground. Uh, but she wakes up. She says, oh, no, I'm feeling great. Everything's great. Everything's great. Get out that kryptonite that you keep around for some weird reason, and let's go ahead and give this mm-hmm. a test. This is what happens with the microchips. <laughs> yeah, you get that get, get that Bill Gates chip, yeah. 
When the doctor hands her the tube, the the test tube with the formula in it, she goes, "Well, I mean, don't you want me to test this, make sure it's safe?" Supergirl's, "What do you think? I'm a bitch?" and just downs it. She does kind of say that. She does kind of say that, um, which, as we'll find out at the end of the story, is true of Supergirls across the multiverse. They're all yep. super chatty like that. Uh, so they expose her to the kryptonite and it doesn't do anything. She says she feels a weird sensation, but she doesn't feel weak. And it turns out it's given her gorilla face or werewolf face. Like, yeah. Why would that, why would that turn her into a, I tell you, it's misinformation like this is why people aren't taking vaccines now. (laughs) Yeah. I, I did read that on the federal list that it might turn you into a werewolf person if you get the booster. Mm-hmm. You know what? There'll be a but lot of furries, though. But only from the though. fucking waist up, apparently, because she's still got human legs. Right. Right, she does, and a human pussy. So, well, we don't she, know that. Does she have? Does she have? Does she have big hairy hooters now? Uh, nope. Uh, uh, yes. She has six now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, she developed an extra four nipples, or six. Maybe she had no nipples to start with. We don't know. Well, we don't know what Kryptonians got. Yeah, yeah apparently that's they true. have blonde hair. No, that's all we know. No. Um, uh, well, I mean, you think it's like because because it, it, she's probably not even related to Clark. Maybe he's just not interested in her sexually, so he just told her, "Yeah, you're my cousin." Well, that might be okay on Krypton. You think an evolved, an evolved culture like Krypton really doesn't care? Like they they've they can they can code everybody's genetics. So if incest led to any sort of weird uh, mutations, they could just kind of fix that. That's a good point. Mm. I guess it really wouldn't matter anymore yeah, at doesn't. that point. Yeah. You can just do whatever you want. Stick it in anything you want. All right. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah, it's a utopia. I suppose. If you fuck a werewolf, is that having sex with an animal? Yes, it is. That is how uh, bestiality fanfic writers get around the rule of Amazon not allowing you to oh. uh, put up any stories about bestiality. Wow. Now, does bestiality, uh-huh. like if you write a story about just two werewolves having, or two wolves having sex with each other, that's not bestiality, even though it involves two beasts. If it's just two flat out beasts, you can write a story about that, right? That's just yeah, you wolves sure can. fucking. Yeah, yeah, that's just wolves fucking. Oh, good. Good for them. I'm glad they're getting some. Right. All right. So that's the first unexplicable thing, uh, inexplicable thing about why she turns into a werewolf. But okay, I'll go with it. Fine. Kryptonite's unpredictable. She's not even... She's not even like, oh, like they're only calling her that because that's the closest thing to it. Because it's not like the vaccine turned her into a wolf. It turned her into a caricature of like a Halloween yeah. werewolf mask. It's interesting because, as Shay mentioned, she still has her sexy exposed legs. And I do wonder if it was like, well, you know, you can't make her go full werewolf. Kids still got to get off to this. Yeah. Because yeah. in theory, if we're just looking at what we see, then she's only got werewolf hands and face. What if the uh, artist was just like, hey, dude, you forgot to hair up her legs and shit. Ah, fuck. All right. Just put it out anyway. You, you don't talk that way about That's Kurt That's more likely. Here's how we uh, Also, because uh, Supergirl and the Doctor are both women, even though something terrible happened, they hugged afterwards because they have feelings about stuff. That is, you know mm-hmm. what? I've been working on a project recently with a female director, and it is a lot more pleasant than male directors. Right, because they don't they don't hate you immediately. And and whenever I bring something up, like a male director is immediately going to go fuck you, get out of my get out of my office. Well, the female director is like, oh, maybe I made a mistake. Let's take a look at that. All right, it's almost like they're rational. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, once the power balance shifts, I'm sure they'll become completely uh, completely power corrupted, just like men did. I'm full of hate, and I despise other men. Yeah. Immediately, you have to win me over. Yeah, yeah. You're you're starting. Uh, you're you're guilty until proven innocent. Right, fuck you, other male. How did James win you over, Mike? 
How did I, I know. win you? I don't really know. I didn't. I didn't uh, feel threatened by his masculinity. No, no, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Um, no, I remember we were on a. We were working together on a ridiculous project in like the 120 degree heat outside. And I think we all just bonded over our pain. Like that's a, that's a way oh, that's a way right. men can come to like each other is if you get like six guys together and you just put them in total agony, they'll they'll form like sort of a kinship. Yep, mm. it's like the army. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's how that's our origin story. No, no village genocide needed. Mm-mm. So uh, then we get to the next insane part of this. So Supergirl realizes that well, the only thing the only person that can fix this is a man. So I'll go talk to Superman, right? Yeah. So, so it's her older cousin, father figure. Sure, that must be why. Run it, Only run other family member on this planet. That's I love true. how uh, she's like, I'm going to go to Superman because he's the he has the greatest knowledge of alien DNA or uh, biological, you know, whatever is in the universe. It's like he ain't curing shit on Earth. He tries. He has a lab in the Fortress of Solitude. He's trying. I guess, he, I guess he's not that great. Like, she thinks he's, like, the bee's knees. Well, he also, for all we know, he's prevented other illnesses from taking hold. I bet he's just not. I bet he doesn't care. Nah, I, I think he cares. He, he He's he's the Omni-Chad. We got to love Superman. This is well, one last time we have to care about him. Yeah, the Omni-Chad. All right, all right. I'll talk shit about him later. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk shit about him all next year. And then when we bring him back in 2023, we're just going to completely do an about face and we'll love him. All right, and we'll pretend none of that happens. So she goes to the Fortress of Solitude, and uh, so the thing about the Fortress of Solitude is it has a giant m- multiple-ton key that sits right outside the lock to the door because Superman's the only person strong enough to lift it, so he can leave the key right outside the door. Kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, but but we find Superman has been knocked the fuck out by his own giant key. It's fallen on him. Yeah, because there's a group of people uh, that uh, I guess Superman is wronged. So they uh, they create a vengeance society, the Superman Revenge and, Squad. Yes, and somehow they went to the North Pole, like by bringing a several ton key with them made of kryptonite. Mm-hmm. They had enough right, kryptonite to, to do this, which is insane. Right, like, yeah, yeah. Where'd you even get it? There's only like How a few get, pebbles of kryptonite. There's not much. Don't you have to like go to space to get the rest of it? Well, know. apparently it was... it's plentiful in this comic. Right, who's bringing all this kryptonite to Earth? <laughs> it might be Superman synthesized. It? it might be. I believe it has been, and maybe I'm confusing it with like adamantium because I know they did this with adamantium. Is they have like uh, synthesized versions of it that aren't quite as efficient, but they can make it. They can make more of it. So maybe mm. this is like a kryptonite B. All right, good, good enough. They they knock Superman out, which is another sort of inexplicable plot point. It's kind of brushed away that oh yeah, the Superman Reven- Revenge Squad probably did this to me, and then that 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 whole thing is just dropped. Yeah, that is not did a plot he... point at all. Would he be dead by now? Yeah. Well, again, it's probably not genuine kryptonite. Does he just like this kryptonite? Just knock him on his ass until someone takes it away, and then he's fine. You know, it does can say. He, can he? He never dies from kryptonite. Well, he would if if if, if it kept on. How, how do we know? He's never died from kryptonite. All right, fair. It's possible that it only depletes him so far, and then he's just fine. Right. He just feels like shit. What has killed him? Doomsday. Doomsday didn't kill him. Doomsday didn't kill him. What actually turned out, uh, he didn't even realize this, is that when Kryptonians come to a point where they are so badly damaged that they might die, their bodies basically go uh, comatose, or they go uh, kind of like a like a like a um, a tardigrade. They basically uh, turn their bodies off until they can be uh, healed and taken to some how they, where they can how, resurrect themselves. Well, then how they die on Krypton? I don't know. Wouldn't wouldn't they just be like? In orbit around like 
Yeah. The remains of Krypton, and then Superman just like has to go pick him up and restore him somewhere. They fuck each other to death. They kill. It's like a praying mantis situation. They they rip your head off. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's I going think, on Krypton. I, I I think that they killed Superman. They were like, shit. How are we gonna bring him back now? Krypton has so, so much fuck stink on it. You wouldn't believe it. How about we make it so like when they get badly hurt, they just need to go to the resurrection chamber and they're fine. That's an excellent idea, Stevie. That's a perfectly <laughs> decent idea. That's an okay idea. I have no problem with that. But that was clearly made after the fact. So, I don't know. Yes. The, the question oh, has yeah. still not been answered. Mm-hmm. What has what? killed Superman? Well, nothing. He, so he's never dead in the comics other than that. Okay. Well, I don't. Writers. Yeah, I don't really know what to tell. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's ever. I can't think of a time. Other than, you know, weird Silver Agey things where they make up What about nonsense, when he flew but... into the sun? Yeah, but he ended up living in the sun. Yeah, he was... Oh, at, yeah. Are you talking about All-Star Superman? Yeah. And that's... that's... And, then, and, and, and then Superman 1 million or whatever? See, All-Star Superman, that's that's the joke of the title that, that people don't catch, is that he literally becomes a star at the end of the book. He's All-Star Superman. That's the joke. That is, that is my favorite Superman comic. Yep, and it's tied in with DC 1 million. If you actually uh, yep. read that, they're, they're actually synced together. It's, a, it's an interesting giant mega story if you read them together that's right it's good it's all it's all grant morrison right he did all that stuff yeah he basically it. made yeah, he yeah. i should say they he goes by they now they uh yeah they basically have their own little universe that uh just kind of weaves in and out of everybody else's universes so if you just read their books you get a, a different superman story than you know all the random other artists and writers who were working on it at the time yeah. Oh, good. I like that. Let's make a Nick Cage version of that. This Superman though is just cares about her looks as well, and doesn't bother to no. tell her like, "Yo, it might be better that you're invincible." Yeah. So it, it worked now. But let's keep this. Let, let's be very clear about this. Superman, Supergirl is invincible to everything now. She cannot be stopped. She she is yes. the greatest champion the world has ever known. But she's kind of ugly, so there's a problem. Well, I mean, they're only vulnerable on Earth because there's kryptonite there. Mm -hmm. But everywhere else in the universe, they're invincible. Well, they're also vulnerable to magic, though. Well, no, because that's there's... the yellow sun that's giving them their powers here. So everywhere well, else well, in the universe, they're not. Mm -hmm. That's true. Well, this guy go to places with yellow suns. And no magic. And Which magic is an Earth thing, right? I don't think so. What about, what about Asgard? That's a different comic line. Well, still, it's not Earth. I think it's close enough. I think it's it's it suggests that magic is not Earthbound. What about the fourth world? Are they magic? I think they're just super spacey. Well, it depends on what your definition of magic is. Yeah, I mean, they're just aliens. I mean, Scott dimension. does magic. Scott? Scott? My cousin Scott? Scott Free. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 what's his name? Yeah, Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. Yeah. I was gonna say Mr. Terrific, but that's a different dude. Yep. Miracles are pretty. Uh, miracles are pretty magical. I gotta say, guys, the hardest thing about this comic book is remembering all the goddamn names. Yeah, yeah. Well, for you, because you you don't have a good memory. I don't. Yeah, your memory is shot. It depends. I can tell you all about pyramids, though. All that bonging up, man. You bonged up too much. You went too far. Oh. You, where's that sound? Where's the you sound? You journeyed a little too deep. Get rid of it. There it is. A little too deep to the center of yourself. You, you can tell James doesn't smoke weed because he thinks that people are still using bongs. Yeah. We've decided that bongs were the funniest thing. We decided that a long time ago. The, the funniest part of the whole weed culture was the bong. So we decided so, to hang on to that. It's so impractical. Does it just? It's the funniest way to deliver. It's the funniest delivery method possible. Like so we're, we're in the we're in the future. We're in the future now, and we just got those little pens. You can just buy, just buy yeah. those little pens and yeah. just hit it. Yep, that's the future, people. 
Has anybody uh, taken one of those pens and actually put an actual writing pen in it, like a utensil? And you could have both. That, that's practical. I'm sure there's got to be. I'd buy that. That's absolutely. There's got to be. A, yeah. You could just like one ends the pen, the other ends like the mouthpiece yeah, that absolutely. you just hit. Let's go. That's genius. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Get it done. It's got to be done. It's already Joe Rogan's company probably does it. <laughs> yeah. He's developing some weird supplements that don't work, and then he's going to get right on that. I'm sure they work. <laughs> they, they must work. <laughs> supplements always work. I don't know. Uh, yeah. how, how jacked is Joe Rogan on the label? We can we can advertise it to artsy people and tell them, like, get stoned and do stuff. Yeah. I think you got right. high as fuck on DMT. That's right, Joe. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Daddy. That's all That's all it is. His supplement is just DMT. Uh, he's the podca- he's the podcast godfather. We yeah, all have to pay respect to him, don't uh, we? Yeah, no. It wouldn't exist without him. It really wouldn't. Pod- are you claiming podcasts wouldn't exist without Joe Rogan? I think uh, I think to the the mass like how now everyone listens to podcasts more than anything else. I think Joe Rogan did to, not create the concept Rogan. of people listening he to didn't podcasts. Create, no, no, he didn't, but he popularized he made it popular uh, to an obscene level. I'm not kissing that ring. It's not happening. So, uh Supergirl uh, sees a fissure in the street, and she comes up with a ridiculous way to close the fissure. What is it, like lawn darts or uh, those stakes? Yeah, she makes... For, like, horseshoes? Yeah, she, like, melts down some stakes and then uses them to uh, to create a... To, to tie a rope between them and just pull the two sides of the street together. Genius. That, yeah, that, sure. that, that, that'll solve it forever. Sure. But the problem is, as the newscasters uh, uh, report on this, the problem is she looked ugly while she was doing it. <laughs> yeah, which completely negates like, everything she's done. Mm-hmm. He even calls it a framed photo. Yeah, he holds like up they, a framed photo. Yeah. He like framed they, it. Like, it's like she sat for it, too. Yeah. They were going to report on this earlier, but he had to go get it framed first. He, she's like she's like sitting down, and she's mean mugging the cameraman because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to be there. He's like, just sit there for a second. No, but he points out a good like actual reason behind them being upset about it, which is this doesn't look like the girl we know, so how do we know it isn't an imposter? But it's that not makes an, sense. No, it doesn't. Because if it was an imposter, it would look like Supergirl. Yeah, wouldn't they say uh, this? There's a there's a superpowered werewolf that's wearing Supergirl's costume. Yeah, I would think if if you're if you're an imposter coming to soup to Earth to to uh, replace Supergirl, you would look like Supergirl. You would have a mask that makes you look like Supergirl. So the fact that it doesn't look like Supergirl tells you this isn't somebody trying to pose as Supergirl. Or maybe that's just what they know you'll think. <laughs> You're right. Mm. This is this news guy, he lives in the DC universe, right? Mm-hmm. So he's used to like reporting on crazy bullshit nonstop mm-hmm. of a variety of things. More likely he would say, What has happened was Supergirl bitten by a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Well, he may have just moved to Metropolis or wherever they are. Stanford. Right, but like it's like when we were like reading Spider Girl and she's never heard of spider-man like they'd be making documentaries about that shit by then yeah yeah like like green goblin versus spider-man across new york yeah. like that would be like 9-11 yeah they'd never have to make they the would... movies they'd have the footage of the actual right. incidents so spider woman not knowing who spider-man is like does she not have a it tv is ludicrous. it is ludicrous <laughs> so then we see that superman has gone to speak to his uh space friends to see if they can uh, solve this problem. By the way, Superman and Supergirl, this was one touch I liked. Superman and Supergirl both stand shamefully with their hands between their backs, looking at the, the, the ground. They both do No, it. they don't. Oh, no. Supergirl's not looking at the ground, but they both do the thing where they put their hands behind their backs to show modesty. 
I love that look of when she like downs the serum. Like, oh yeah, watch this. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So Superman goes and speaks to a weird uh, lizard centaur doctor. Right? right. He's got a Fu Manchu as well. Yeah. He's like, if if a centaur instead of being half man, half horse, was half man, half like lizard, lizard. and then you put and then you put like a vest and weightlifting belts on him, and a third eye. And and a third eye, yeah. And a Fu Manchu. That, that means not only uh, can he see Superman, but he also can see how he's feeling. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he tells Superman, uh, you're kind of fucked. You need to get like the opposite chemicals, which isn't, I, I don't mm-hmm. know that, that that's a thing. But he says, that's the only way to cure and I can't make that happen. So the way that Supergirl is running around right now is that she somehow managed to make a lifelike synthetic face mask and yes. gloves. Yeah. This yeah, is Supergirl. never explained. This is never noted again, He's like as to where, how, like why, nothing. Well, the, Krypto- the Kryptonians have got the super speed and they learn and process information at high speed as well, right? Aren't they the two smartest people in the world? Uh, I mean, their ability to 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 uh, to absorb and retain. See, and, and this is one of the reasons why I hate the character. Is that like the whole super family? I shouldn't say hate, but like I don't like them because that can, that can be just explained for everything they do. Right? It can and just it be explained away. So they can but do anything. But not every anything. writer does that. But not every writer does that. That's why they, they periodically uh, tweak the power set. I always assume that when I'm reading these is that Superman and Supergirl can do whatever they want, whenever they want, and they do. Well, when the plot needs it, yes, they do. Right. Speaking but of... That was the, I thought that was the point of the comic, is that their superpower is that they can do anything. Like in that R.E.M. song. Well, originally, Superman couldn't do everything. He just did stuff a man could do just more intensely. Right, but then they decided, fuck that, let's just do everything. And also, that R.E.M. song is a cover. People is it? Who did the original? Um, I can't remember the name. Uh, who was the original band? Yeah, if you look it up immediately, it's R.E.M. Shit. Yeah, everybody thinks it's it's from The Click. The Click, yeah, but everybody thinks oh. it's, an, it's an R.E.M. song. And it's from 1969. It was from 1969, yeah. So uh, Supergirl is in the bathroom, and she just took a huge shit. And she decided mm-hmm. that uh, she's going to put her lifelike face mask back on, which would be easier. The wig would stay on better now, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while she's, uh, she goes back in to hang out with her friends, and she uses her telescopic vision to look through the window, and she sees there's a space launch, like, miles away? Mm-hmm. Or how long, far away is this? That well, it's in be? Florida, so it, out of state. So she sees so far the act of her looking though knocks the rocket That's not off of its trajectory. Like, what else happens? She looks at it so intensely that no. the artist like drew beams at it. It was starting to fall, and so she I, she saw it as it was. Falling. I think she's. I think she stared at it so hard it did fall. It never happened. All right. Well, at any rate, what she decides to do is she has these Supergirl robots that are basically there to uh, impersonate her, and she can send them out to do her bidding whenever she needs them. Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. So she sends one out, uh, and this whole thing is is bizarre because it doesn't matter for the plot at all. Nope. Uh, so, so this Supergirl bot goes out and uh, shields the capsule when it explodes, but in the process of the capsule exploding, it melted her robot face. Right. Right. And uh, apparently, and this never comes back. This is never mentioned again. It just happened. It happened and it's forgotten and it doesn't figure into anything. Uh, I got really confused about what was going on at this point. Yeah. So at this point, out of nowhere, mid-page, by the way, not even a new page to start this, Superman flies by and sees, oh, Supergirl, not the Supergirl robot, just the uh, another Supergirl. uh, She's flying around and she looks fine. 
and it turns out that this is a Supergirl from another dimension where everybody has sexy legs but werewolf faces, and she took the same serum in that universe, which made her look like the regular Supergirl in this universe. So, like, here we see a, a scene of werewolf Supergirl, which is our Supergirl? Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. She is in Africa beating up some wolves mm-hmm. because they're going to eat some antelope. Yeah, also known as right? nature. Just no, she's in be. a forest near Stanhope. She's at home. She's oh, is just she? deciding to step in and fuck with nature. This okay. is the yeah, life but- cycle, bitch. I guess it's like when people, I guess when I was talking about why aren't they curing all the diseases, maybe it's like that. Because if I think that that's worthless, like why are you even bothering? You're messing with the circle of life. That's how you would see Earth and humans and their diseases. It's like, well, who are we to step in and stop this from nature taking course? Yeah, but baby animals are cute. So what are you going to do? The baby wolves are cute. They deserve to eat. Yeah, but they're not baby wolves. Those are full grown wolves. We don't care about them. She's she's not even siding with the wolves. Yeah. Well, she's just got a lot of hostility to take out. Yeah, they're creatine. probably very confused why one of theirs is fighting them. Yeah. These hoes ain't loyal. So uh, Superman and the alternate uh, werewolf Supergirl, who doesn't look like a werewolf right now, meet the uh, regular Supergirl, who does look like a werewolf right now, and say, hey, maybe if you guys just go to each other's dimensions and uh, take the serums that you each took, uh, they'll be in perfect balance. When I was reading this, I thought they were going to switch places. That would be convenient. Yeah. Yeah. That would work not, out. Not for the per, not for, not for the it, it would still be horrifying mm-hmm. for the person switching because like you would look weird and everyone around you would look weird and you'd never get over it. Well, you might you might get used to it eventually. Or it's like Superman's like, well, I'm ready to never see you again. Thank God I have a more attractive version of you coming back. But that's attractive to them. Like clearly, the smooth faced lady's not going to be attracted to any man or woman on this planet. Right. Otherwise known as normal women. Well, it also seems to me that if you're Supergirl and you've just eliminated your weakness to kryptonite, but you have a werewolf face, you're now kind of the leader of the world. And you can just declare that the werewolf face is sexy. Like, that's the new beauty standard is having a werewolf face. I guess you could. Yeah. What's the problem? I like even in werewolf world, uh, Supergirl... defiantly just drinks the yeah. unsafe medicine yeah so so they switch uh universes uh it everything works they go they have their opposite serums everything works they go back to their universes and then they both agree to seal up the dimensional portal so that neither war- universe can gain the knowledge of the other one yep no i imagine it's because like they don't want a, a hole in reality to get bigger <sighs> i mean it seemed okay it seemed okay and i don't know they're using heat vision to seal it up i'm not really sure how that would work either the porter looks like a delicious candy. It does. I want a stick it's and like I want to lick it. A gobstopper. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to grab a, a a wrapped version of it while I leave a restaurant. And that's the end of the first story. And then before we get into the second story, uh, there's this horrible piece of trash. Um, nope, it's, it's a comic for girls. You just don't understand. It was a, a, an ad letting you know that uh, they're changing. Supergirl's hairstyle, her Linda Lee civilian guy's hairstyle, and you were able to vote on uh, what her hairstyle was going to be. You could get the, the ponytail sophisticate. Wait a minute. L- Linda Lee? Yeah. I thought her name was Kara. Yeah, Linda Lee was the, the human name before she oh. just started using Kara. But Kara's already a human name. I don't know if there were Karas in, in uh, 1969. I know, but she must be Kara. Yeah, but that's not a human name. People were like, why do you have a fucking alien name? All right. I mean, so why did, why is it now a human name now? What happened? Because we're all catching up to Superman. We're all becoming a little all more right. Kryptonian. 
So you've got a few different options here. You've got the Contempo cut, which still looks good today. Yeah, yeah looks good. Still looks like a modern, uh, modern cut. But what they went with was the Campus Cuddle Bun cut. Campus Cuddle Bun. Which is not a bun. Yeah, what is this, Shay? Do you want to explain this? Can I play your music and you can explain what the hell we're looking at? No, because I don't know. It's a haircut. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's a mid-length haircut. I'm bad at hair. If uh, you took uh, each image of Supergirl with a different hairstyle and just played a montage of it while that song played, it would be really appropriate. It would. She's got all these different outfits and hairstyles, and she's just... It's like the beginning of her reality show, and she's listening to records. Are are you guys records people? No, I've got a handful of records, but I have no record player. I have a record player, but no records. Yeah, there's no way to solve this problem. (laughs) There's no mutual solution here. No, you should cut them all in half and give the other half. Yeah, just like, yeah, we got a King Solomon this. Mm-hmm. We got we got Bible up the situation. Let's get into the backstory here. Uh, second story called Lex Luthor's Outlaw Nephew, written by Leo Dorfman, art by Win Mortimer, with uh, inks by Jackable, Jack Abel, yep. our, our Marvel yeah. friend we've been seeing lately, doing some DC oh, work. Yeah, coming back in, mm-hmm. coming back That's in. Right. Yeah, he is. Um, we don't need to spend a lot of time on this, do we? Yeah, we do. It's the, the oh, whole fuck. reason we we, uh, we agreed to do this comic, well, we even though we said we were doing because the wheel well, said Superman. we would do it. Right. right, but you were going to respin, and Shane and I convinced too, you not to. Yeah, this comic did the same thing that the comic last week did with Spiral Zone, of where it leads you in with one story and then doesn't yeah. address that story. Um, so here, uh, we Lex. This is back when Lex Luthor, before he 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 had scams like say you know uh, running the country, he would just like steal things. Yeah, so, wait, for what reason? I don't know. I don't know. He's already a billionaire. Uh, so I didn't. I didn't know that that Lex Luthor. So when I first saw the 1970s movie, and he was just this like cartoonish. He was like a real estate like, mogul. Like he was like a. He's like I mean like he was like a supervillain, like a cartoonish yeah. one. And I was just like, I thought he ran a company. No, he was originally. That wasn't really until the 80s that they really the John Byrne uh, revamp, the Man of Steel revamp. That's when they kind of started treating him like a like a corporate uh, businessman because that was a big thing in the eighties was sort of the rise of the, the corporate businessman, bad guy. Um, but he started out as just a dude in a lab coat. He was a mad scientist kind of type. Just can't get his shit together. Well, they just eventually kind of like synthesized it all. So he's all these things. He's a scientist. He's a politician. He's a businessman. He's all these things. But here he's stealing some priceless art because he developed a ray that attracts the chemicals in the paint. Yeah. You imagine you could sell that to the government and start a company. No, he just likes evil so much. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do with those paintings? He can't sell them. He's going to put them in a room. He doesn't, in a, in a he doesn't even have room. a room. He doesn't clean it. He doesn't have rooms. He doesn't have anything. He's still living in a mansion at this point. I bet he is. I don't think he is. I think he's living in basements. So the backstory is important to know here is that Lex Luthor grew up with a younger sister uh, before he turned to a life of crime when he was just a teen scientist. And he was he was best friends with Superman. He was best friends with Superboy, yeah. And uh, so eventually, uh, when Luthor's parents uh, realized that Lex Luthor was an evil piece of shit, they took his sister away from him and uh, told him that they weren't related, that Lex was dead, I think, maybe, that his older brother was dead. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Lena, uh, Lex Luthor's sister, had a son named uh, Val, Val Colby. So they're living their whole life 
Uh, Lena and Val are living their whole life unaware that they are related to Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor periodically shows up and just uh, does friendly things to his nephew. Yeah. That's, Wait a minute. You, that was worded weird. Yeah. yeah. That's not, that's and I think this is the first time he's seen him. He's, it looks like he's been sending him gifts and stuff, though, which is also creepy. Yeah. Yeah. He sent him some bizarre gifts we'll find out about. Yeah. Um, Mother wasn't concerned, apparently. No, no, get bizarre gift. This was the sixties. You got a you got a weird present in the mail, you just enjoyed it. Yeah, you just, yeah. yeah, you're gonna die soon anyway. Polio or whatever. See what happens. Or war. So some men in fedoras show up to talk to Lena because uh, apparently her son has telekinetic abilities or psychokinetic abilities as as they're saying here, and he can levitate things with his mind. Mm-hmm. Like Jean Grey, same pink bubble and everything. Yeah, that's the uh-huh. official color of levitating shit. I wonder yeah. who did that first. Who made who did the 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 pink energy beam for telekinesis? Did X Men do that first, or did this comic do it first? I would assume it was Jean Grey because this is '69, well, so and Jean Grey already would have been around. I know, but back in the old comics, they just used wavy lines to show her psychic yeah. powers moving stuff. I don't know. I don't know, cause I don't know. I don't know when they decided to do that. I don't have that. I don't have that knowledge. I don't know how That's we would look it up either. It's when the did, one comic book did, fun fact. When did Jean Grey's psychic powers turn pink? I think <laughs> what you'd actually have to do is sit there and read all those early X-Men comics. And oh, I'm not no. be doing that. No, yeah, I'm good. I surrender. Are, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, the rest of the X-Men just hitting on Jean Grey, and let it's me, uncomfortable. Let me know when Wolverine shows up. Yep, yep. Waiting the, for Wolverine. That's when my X-Men journey starts. <laughs> when did he premiere? 70s. The, Wolverine, yeah, he was they, a few years down the road because they canceled the original comic because nobody liked it, and then they re, then Chris Claremont showed up and revamped everything and added all new characters, and people cared after that. But Wolverine was already around by that point. Sort of, but he was in like one Hulk comic. He was in a Hulk comic as like a villain, but uh, he was just a dude in a costume. And yeah. The, the whole thing with the adamantium, adamantium claws and everything—he was just a guy in a costume that right. kind of looked like a Wolverine. Yeah, Chris Claremont just kind of repurposed him a little bit. Yeah. So here, like we see, like uh, back in the day, Lex Luthor, who was really good looking with his with his uh, brown pants and his uh, hair, his uh, red hair, his ginger hair. I don't know. Yeah, about he's, that. he's, he's a ginger a, man. You're calling him attractive. That's right, I am because I'm I'm now pro ginger. I'm because they're because we're being eradicated from media. We're being eradicated right now. So I feel like I have to side with my 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 red brethren. What? Well, you normally do side with the reds. From what we've seen historically on this podcast. Right. Yeah. All, anything red. Anything red. Uh, so, yeah, Lex Luthor, as a kid, uh, we see that the accident that uh, he was he was playing with a brain he found. Lex Luthor was playing with a brain, a space brain. Right. Yep. How he got it. Who knows? Yep. It's, you know what had happened? It was it was probably the what, the 50s, maybe even the 40s. Yeah. He was, I was in space mining all that kryptonite that's just floating around up there. And then while I was up there, I see a space brain. Brought her home. Showed it to my sister. Then it, then she touched it, got all fucked up, and my parents yep. kicked me out of the house. Imagine that's what that. happened. Yeah, this is and like the the Rain Man movie. All right. Yep. Uh, Lex Luthor is played by Tom Cruise. Well, no, the little girl would be the Tom Cruise character. Why would the little girls? Want, all right. Because they send away the the oh, uh, Dustin right. Hoffman character because he accidentally hurts his little brother. I thought you were saying that little girl touches the brain and she becomes autistic. No. That's what I thought Jesus, you were talking Mike. about. That's what I thought you were trying to say. No, well, that, that, that does bring up an issue I have with the story that we'll get to in just a minute. Um, but yeah, so in this flashback, Lena develops ESP 
And uh, I guess that combined with uh, a, a weird jewel, like a weird gemstone that Lex sent her son uh, has given him these psychokinetic powers. Did he know that was going to happen? I don't know. He doesn't seem to have known, but it's not like Lex Luthor not to know what's going to happen. All right. He should stop sending his relatives like things he finds in space. Yeah, he found a uh, Cyberno, something in the Cyberno galaxy, some weird gem, and just said, yeah, my nephew might like this. How did he go into other galaxies? I don't know, man. He's a great was this scientist. Be- was this made before we realized how far away galaxies are? Probably. It's 69. Space yeah. exploration isn't that deep. They don't know. We'd gone to the moon. Right, there's no deep exploration. But that's it. But you think if you can go to the moon, you can measure other things. I don't know. I don't think they had the telescopes back then. I think all, I think all the stuff we know about reality, we didn't start learning until like the 90s. We can only see to the moon. We can't see any further than the fucking moon. Because all that Einstein relativity stuff was all just like guesswork until we found proof in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, that's true. Like, I bet there was theory, but in terms of proof... And you say, I bet, you know, did we know? Like in DC, they like they thought the multiverse was like like crazy sci-fi. Now we have like quantum physics like saying, yeah, that's probably what's up. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've read about uh, Hugh Everett, who developed the, the theory of the multiverse, uh, and he was uh, basically laughed out of a convention. He was a respected scientist, and he was laughed out of a convention back in the 50s, I don't know, uh, for proposing the multiverse idea, and then uh, it, it basically ruined him. It wrecked him. It wrecked his life. Uh, it wrecked him psychologically. And then uh, people a few decades later went, oh, you know what? This uh, this might be true. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So the math leads. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, here's my problem here, is that uh, this kid, Val, uh, clearly autistic, and uh, they have him speaking like a moron. Yeah, oh my god, the fuck this the person who wrote this scripting has never heard a child talk. Mm. We're here like uh Val uses his mind to pick up the the government agent's car. I thought the you know, I thought what was gonna happen. I thought the government agents were gonna kill the mother and take the kid. Uh well in yeah, a nineteen sixty nine supergirl comic? I know, I don't know why, but I know like in we, a modern story that's what would happen. Good we Lord. just saw them dedicate a page to what uh Supergirl's new hairstyle would be. I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm ruined from our no. from modern stories where, like, we just automatically here, like, they treat the government like you can trust them. The government's just here yeah. to help you out. And our stories, it's like the government is here to ruin your life and like use you as a weapon against the Chinese or whatever. Well, it's a little, yeah. I mean, JFK was dead by now, so uh, we, we had lost our innocence, but they hadn't quite made it way to comics. Hadn't made yeah, its they, way to comic books yet. Yeah, they they blame that guy. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, instead of uh, werewolf people from another dimension that actually did it. Right. Um, so, yeah, the kid, he speaks like Bizarro. He says me instead of I, and it drives me fucking nuts because kids don't speak that way. I thought he was like three years old, so I kind of wrote it off as he was three years old. Maybe he's played by Ricky, uh, Mickey Rooney. He's no. not speaking like a child. He's speaking like Tarzan. Yeah. Right. Or bizarre. Yeah. Was, was and, and we know that kids don't have the linguistic skills that obviously adults do, but they don't talk like, you know, me be good boy for mommy. I, yeah. I talk that way around my dom. It's pretty. Well, yeah. Well, you have to or else they're going to whip you. <laughs> They'll punish you if you don't. Uh, so, you know, we see that Luthor uh, makes himself uh, known because he's protecting the kid who almost crushes himself with a car. 
Right, dumb little shit. Pizza car, yeah. So I mean, uh, he, like, the, the car like dr- drops on his foot, and he's not just screaming in agony. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been run yeah, over I, and I you had a tire go over your foot? I've had that. It hurts, but no, not no, that no. Bad. It, it land on it landed on him. Yeah, but he's standing on grass. It's okay. There's some gift. <laughs> I don't he's know. He's probably dude. got special shoes that he made. Oh right, he is wearing a goofy helmet. Yeah. <laughs> so. So Supergirl shows up and actually protects Lex Luthor, and uh, I guess Supergirl knows that Lex is related to Lena and Val, but chooses not to expose him. Because he's a murderer? Because she's friends with Lena, like in the TV show. Yeah. So oh, was she? Yeah, she's friends with Lena, so she doesn't want to reveal that uh, Lex Luthor is her brother, because uh, it would wreck her. I keep forgetting there was a TV show. Well, there was. I think it's still on, but it's wrapping up its last season, yeah. And they gave her pants there eventually. And while I understand it's the right thing to do, it's the right thing to do to not have her flying around in a skirt. But man, the pants look stupid. Right. She's wearing a skirt. You're right. Right. She thought, in the show, they should have gave her Steve Austin jorts. <laughs> yeah, that would solve this problem. Because the skirt's not the skirt's not a good idea. It, it's 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 outdated. In the, like, the 2000s or the 90s, they gave her like a sexy teenager outfit where she had like a midriff T-shirt. Yes. Yes. I had uh-huh. that first issue. Yeah. Yeah. I had that one. I'm guessing they didn't give her that for the show. No, there's no midriff. Well, there's a scene, I believe, at the very beginning where she's trying on different costumes, and you see something like that for a moment. But yeah, I'll watch, no. that, for, I'll watch that first episode. Yeah, just watch that first it. episode. That's all you need to see. So they take Luther to prison because that's the way this works in this reality. Right, it's right to right to jail. And he notices in the jail yard that the clock is wrong. So he's like, "Well, let me go up there. I'll I'll fix the clock for you because I'm bored." And yeah. uh, they let him because the warden apparently has never heard of Lex Luthor. This is an right? ignorant it's society we see here. Just like Spider-Girl not known as Spider-Man. Yeah. It doesn't yep. make any sense. Just none of this stuff. It's, it's just not that big of a deal. This is one of those assholes who prides himself on not having a TV. Mm. Yeah, this is, he's got Bin Laden right there. And he's just like, <laughs> yeah, go out and fix whatever you want. I don't care. It's my last yeah. day. I don't give a shit. Uh, so Luther goes up there and uh, he, he he puts, I guess, a couple of bombs on the two hands so that when they converge at uh, five o'clock, it'll explode. That's the All idea. Right, and, that, and here the warden finally gets the file on Lex Luthor. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> He's like, that Lex Luthor? Oh, shit. Oh, God. How was blowing up the clock going to allow him to escape? I think he just thought it would blow up the the wall, which it does, and the guards wouldn't be on the lookout, so he would be able to just run away and yeah, maybe but then kill they, but enough got, people. But they got cars. But not if he killed them all right then. Not if he killed all these guards. <laughs> all the guards are for the entire jailer in one place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they only have one car. You think uh, jails were more or less inhumane in the 50s and 60s? What year? What year is this comic? Nineteen sixty-nine. All right. So how? Like Alcatraz is still around at this point. Yes. But Joe Arpaio is not. So, because jails right now are pretty fucking inhumane. Yeah. Yeah. And they weren't for profit back then, were they? No. So I. Well, so uh, from what I understand, from what criminals tell me, is that sometimes the for-profit prisons are better. It depends. Sometimes they're way worse, and sometimes they're way better. Well, know. you know, I saw that I saw that documentary, uh, the Shawshank Redemption, and uh, they were having a great time in prison there. They were right. making friends. They were like sweeping up and eating hot dogs and stuff in the library. It was great. And so that's uh, the one. That's the one where uh, Tom Hanks can't pee, right? Right. And then no, the that's magic, the Green the Mile. Magic, the Magic that's, Prisoner cures that's his the dick. The Green Mile. That's just a movie. That's not real life. 
Oh, okay. That you know, Andy, du- Andy Dufresne killed his fucking No, wife. you guys want to see some fucked up having fun in uh, prison films. Go look up the Richard Speck movie. All right. I'm probably going to be that. Am I going to be horrified? Yeah, you are. No, yeah. I'm it, good. There's no blood and guts. How about that? I I'll don't tell need, you there's no violence. I don't need to be mortified. Anymore. Yeah, she likes horrific things, but only when they happen to real people. Not fictional characters. <laughs> yeah, women are like that. No, Weird. Richard Speck in jail was having the time of his life, and he was a mass murderer. He was a spree killer. Why can't women be more like me and know and realize that the de- the the numbers from the dimensions of the pyramids make a magic message? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It'll open a portal, probably. Come on. So uh, they decide that they'll just throw Lex in a in a cage, they, in like, like one of those uh, like a pod, like when you're moving. And they just deliver yeah. it to your driveway and you fill it up with all your lamps and stuff. That's what they do. Right. Yep. And uh, for some reason, there's a camera on them. And so they put a camera at home. They put a camera on them and just broadcast footage of Lex Luthor hanging out in his cage. So clearly they did know who he was. Yes. Someone did. Yeah. Someone eventually came in and, and kicked some ass in the editorial and said, you know, you should probably start reading newspapers. What if before Luther shows up to the prison, right, the uh, warden is scolding the the chief security guard for second for questioning him in front of the other men mm-hmm. like i don't because we need to have a strict a hierarchy of leadership here and i don't want you questioning me in front of the men ever so just keep it to yourself now bring in the next prisoner and it's lex luther and he doesn't know who he is but the guard does and he doesn't say shit because he just got yelled at mm-hmm. for like when he goes yeah you can go fix the clock that's no problem and he's about to say holy shit boss that's lex luther but then he remembered he got yelled at for giving his opinion he's just yeah. like Yep, just gonna let that happen. Stay in your yep. lane, man. Stay in your lane. And then it ends up a story on malicious compliance. Here's, here's, he goes, here's the file, boss, like smirking. So <laughs> Luther's <laughs> nephew watches all this on TV and decides he's gonna go help Lex and just develops superpowers, he, uh, flight. He just develops flight. Sure. Well, no, he uses his mind to lift himself up. Right, but he, but he hadn't thought of this before. Like, that's how he Jean Grey flies. Immediately can do it. Well, apparently well, that's how Superman flies as well. Uh, well, no, he like, I'm sure he like flew, little kids get yeah. really good about, get at shit really quickly. All right, fine. I mean, I've seen some kids try to walk and they look like fucking dumbasses. That's they why they right always over. say like, you got to teach kids languages and musical instruments right away. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And how to lift weights, proper yeah. tre- creatine dosage. Yeah. Yeah. All, the, the proper dose is all of it. Yeah. You got to figure that don't out. Don't be a, don't be a pussy. You got Supergirl mm-hmm. your creatine. So, uh, <laughs> So apparently uh, Luther's nephew also has great geographic skills because he's able to fly right to where Luther is. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Instinctively he, guided by his psychic powers. Yeah, he's super psychic, dude. He lifted a whole car. Why are you questioning this? I don't know. I don't know. I probably should just accept it. And his, yeah. his, yeah. And like, his that's weird how, verbal tics. He probably uses it. I tell you what. So he's seen it on his TV, right? He's probably following the television signal. Uh, I well then he would have to go to the satellite first. You'd have to fly he into probably, outer space, fly to a satellite. Probably did. Which yeah. he would die because he can't breathe out in space. No, he's got a slight. You got an energy bubble. I'm using Jean Grey rules of what uh, Jean Grey does. Oh, so you can take stuff from Marvel, but when I say that Asgard is uh, uses magic, that doesn't apply because that's he a different has company. the exact same powers. He has, he has the has same this, color. That's the, what it is. It's it's the same pink bubblegum psychic telekinesis that she's got. I, I, I don't like that that's the binding factor, is the color of his psychokinesis. He flies the same way Jean Grey does. Mm-hmm. He does everything the same way Jean Grey does. He doesn't talk like Jean Grey. 
No, Talk well, like he's a moron. Like, well, he's five. Kids, five-year-olds are morons. Mm. Unless they're playing the drums on TikTok, then they're geniuses. So he grabs uh, Lex Cajun all and flies them out to above international waters where Supergirl can't do shit. Which I don't... Okay, is she only, like, have... She's only powerful in America? Like, what the fuck? I thought the Justice League helped well, everyone all was, over the world. No, this was back in the nope. time when it was Just, the American way. So, uh, we, we said that little kid's not actually super strong. He's lifting things up with his mind. Why is he bothering to hold out of the cage? Yeah, he is holding it. I mean, it's probably giving a little boost, a little help. Probably helps if he's it. Just like, maybe he just wants to impress Supergirl. Well, who doesn't? Look at those legs. Uh, all right. Look at him. Not covered in wolf hair, that's for sure. So uh, Supergirl gives up on this, and uh, uh, Val, the nephew, uh, decides to use a big boulder to break uh, Lex out of his cage, and it works. Thank. He's a yep. genius, and the Russians show up to the island they're at, and they're going to live there. By right. chance. So Luthor, yeah, owns an island, apparently. An or at least he's taken an island. Yeah, an I evil think, island. Yeah. I think it was like a Legion of Doom thing. Yeah, well, maybe it's where the Legion of Doom eventually set up shop. But but some Russians or someone are showing up because they want to they want to uh, take his secret crime citadel for their own. He's not right. going to let that happen. All right. Nope. He's going to defend freedom, the freedom of that island from yep. the dirty commies. Yep. 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 Libertarian laws. And their weird. Their weird alphabet. Well, so he know takes, what the hell that thing is. He takes his backwards arms. I don't know what that's about. So he takes his nephew. He aims him like a like a like a laser level at uh, this ship and just uh, causes it to uh, get caught in a whirlpool. All right, yeah. they, they hightail it out of there and let, and let the high command know you can't live there. Yeah. and uh, they're, Lex, they're, He tries to explain what happened. They're like, what? That's dumb. You're yeah. dumb. Yep, you're fired. You're fired for being dumb. All Go right, work at this I'm, fucking jail where everyone's an idiot. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of how it ends. Is Lex Luthor, this is like the end of a, of a one-parter or a two-parter, I guess. The end of the first part of a two-parter. And Lex Luthor tells his son, oh, let me show you all my evil shit I have here. And then we'll, we'll get up to some fun. Once again, right. not what he should be saying to his nephew. All right. He walks past the room, and luckily the kid can't read because he doesn't see where it's labeled child molestation room. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, that, that meme of the uh, from Arthur. What is it? The the, the girl that says, like, uh, if I have this, that won't stop me because I can't read. I use that to burn conservatives on the Internet. Yep. That's a great joke. Uh, and that's it. That's how, that's how we wrap this up. Yep. Uh, what do we think of this? Uh, this was bad. You're right. It was uh, bad. But not, for, but not because... I didn't think it was very misogynistic. I, I mean, I think you guys are looking too much into it. Mm. I think it was just a s- stupid book where they were like, let's make Supergirl a werewolf. It goes, that'd be cool. That'd be a cool cover. Well, yeah, Would that's the, the issue, Mike, with misogyny is that it, it was just ingrained yeah. in it's society. Not, it's not conscious. It's not a decision. You just are that way. If yeah, I, I don't think a, a bunch of guys were sitting around going, this will show women. I think it was just in their head that that was okay. If I was a space god, right, and I was only vulnerable to one thing, right, mm-hmm. and uh, I, but I, so I took a medicine to make that go away, and it turned me into a wolf person. I'd much rather look good and not be a gross wolf person. Mm. Are you still going just... to be a superhero to save the entire world, and are you willing to potentially die because and have it acknowledged that you died due to vanity? Do you actually think that if I had the powers of Superman, I would do I would use them to be a superhero? No, and that's Maybe. an important part here. Is that she's occasions. putting herself out in violence in harm's way constantly, and everyone knows her weakness, so they constantly try to kill her with it. What's that book, Red Sun? I'm doing that. 
So that's a negative. Shay, what'd you think of this? Boring. No. Um, on the one hand, with the first story, I appreciate the real-life lesson that humans would rather die than be saved by an uggo. I like that. Yep. I, that's that's yep. that's a perfect comic if you just focus on that, that that's where we are as humans. But, it wasn't um, that she was ugly. Is that she was like the wolf man. No, it was because she was ugly. They had a problem with she, her being ugly. She was Lon Chaney Supergirl. Um, on the other hand, in the second story, um, I don't care for their depiction of the neurodiverse, so it's uh, one out of five campus cuddle buttons. Oh, I thought it was going to be something cuddly. Yeah, I did too. I don't know. Was that scissors? Yeah, it's scissors. I, I, I thought it was going to be like f- freshly cooked buns and they were like ooh cuddle me I, yeah, I, I thought sense. it would just be like an, oh, I do, I do, I do, I do. that wasn't in the book campus cuddle, bun is the, campus cuddle bun is the name of a haircut that she has alright we know the, what it is listen you guys want to make elements you're welcome to do it maybe maybe we're touch starved and we're just looking to cuddle with stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um, okay well that's uh, an auspicious way to say goodbye to Superman for a year yep goodbye Superman for oh, a whole God. year the year without Superman Fuck you, Val. We're never going to find out what happened. Yep, yep. We're never going to find out. Uh, but I do want to find out what we're going to do next week because yep. not only is next week our special Batman episode, we do a Batman episode every 10 episodes, it's also our Christmas special, I guess. Hey, yeah. can you believe it? It's already Christmas. Yeah. So uh, we've got some items on the wheel. Uh, and some of them, God damn it, they're well, like old. Well, no, we have a special wheel. It's a Batman Christmas wheel. Yes, it's a Batman Christmas wheel, and it's got a lot of the stupid bullshit that I hate where Batman yep. turns into a koala because he's stepping which, in front of yep. a ray or something, which is and we got to watch him be a koala. Yep. The books I and, love. Yep, and then he steps in front of the same ray again. Yeah, I love it once. I don't love doing it over and over, and, yep. I, and I fear that's what we're going to do again. Unfortunately, I only put like maybe two or three of those. Yeah, well, there's only, uh, I think, eight. Yeah, there's eight options on there. We've got uh, a couple Brave and the Bold issues. We've got a Legends of the Dark Knight issue. We've got an Adventures of Batman and Robin from the 90s, which I would I would go for. And then a bunch of early Batman books that are going to be stupid. Yep. Yes, they are. All right. So let's uh, play some music and uh, play some turn in music, some spin in music. Um, don't get your hopes up, because what are the odds that there's something that's about uh, turning and wheels and Christmas at the same time? So let's see what we got. Oh, that's uh, uh, Aqua of Barbie Girl fame with a song actually called Spin Me a Christmas. Oh, hey, you did it. Nice Which job. Is, yeah, it's a, it must be a song. I haven't looked at the lyrics. It must be a song about spinning a wheel to decide what comic book you're going to read for Christmas. Right. So, James, like, about like putting bad books on the wheel, the wheel's not exciting if they're all books we want to do. It's, it's not about that. It's about the fact that, that all of those Silver Age Batman turns into something stories are exactly the same. All I did was Google Batman Christmas comics. Yeah. And then yeah. I just put all, all right. the ones I saw on it. All right. Well, uh, if it's some Batman koala. Mm. Come on, Batman koala book. That looks about it. All right. There we go. Batman, Batman 45. Batman ko- early. Koala a, time. A, a criminally early uh, Batman issue. Batman 45. Not looking forward to this. Let me let me check the notes and see what we got for Batman 45 from 1947. Uh, yeah. And uh, let's see what I wrote. It says Batman and the Christmas Cuckold. <laughs> so let's look at the cover. Yeah, and uh, I've seen this cover before. I've seen all these Batman oh, covers before, baby. so that's Perfect. not surprising. But oh, great! And it's super fucking long too. I'm going to say right now, we're not going to spend ten minutes on each page this way. I'm not doing you know, a fifty-two we, page book. You know, you know, we can just respin. No, we can't. Apparently, no, we can. 
We learned the hard way last week. No, no, no. We can so, do this. So Isn't that no. how we ended up with Miss America? Sure is. We can always <laughs> yeah. just respin, folks. No, I have, no, I have, I have no problem if you, if we because this is pretty long. We could just respin and not do it. I'll do it. I'm fine with doing it. Do you guys want to do it or do you want to sure. do it? Sure, it's fine. All right. I don't care. All right. So on the cover, we've got uh, Batman and Robin popping out of a couple. Um, what is it? Jack in the Box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And bring some presents to some rich white people. Yeah, because they need more. They need some help from Batman. Yep. That's that's the main thing that Batman was doing back in the forties. Great, great. I can't Fine. wait to see what Batman turns into. He turns into a Jack in a Box. Yeah. Tune in next uh, week for our three-hour episode. Yep. No, no, no. We're we're gonna fly through this. I got I got I got presents to open. I mean, I only uh, want I only want to do the cuckold part. <laughs> Shay, do you have any closing plugs to get us out of here? Yeah. Sure. If you're pretty, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Darkside's Couch. And you yep. can visit us at DarkSidesCouch.com, too. If you're ugly, subscribe and listen to us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you can find us. Also, thank you for the reviews. We've seen them on Apple Podcasts. It's incredibly nice. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I like that uh, ugly and uh, non-ugly people, uh, it, it's very inclusive. It's a wide it's a wide network casting. You could be ugly yes. or pretty, but I'm st- I still want my lewd art. Yeah, yeah. Send that along to Dark Side's Couch on Twitter. I've gotten uh, weird, no weird fan art. I've gotten zero lewd art. Well, it just it hasn't been lewd enough. I need. Some, it's not worth sending in, folks. I sound like I'm not giving you material for mm-hmm, lewd mm-hmm. art. You're mm-hmm. just too thirsty for the dick. Yeah. Aren't we all in this the yeah. time of isolation? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, it is Christmas. It's the giving season. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's cuffing season. Gives that dick. Uh, any last thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, Werewolf Supergirl uh, wasn't wrong. She made the right decision. A little kryptonite never hurt nobody. It clearly doesn't kill you. Shay? Uh, uh, if you can choose to be pretty or strong, be pretty. Ta-ta for now, Cushion Crusaders, and we'll talk to you next time on the couch. Supergirl, don't drink that. <laughs> I ain't no bitch, motherfucker.